what episode are we on? We're at, uh, ten? Nine. Ten? No, this will be ten. Ten. Yeah. Hard to keep it all together. It's like a big number. Ten. <laughs> ten. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah, you're good to go whenever. Alright. Hey, everybody. Wide open. Episode ten. It's like our anniversary. No, it's just 10. It's just a number. Uh, so wide open with Chris Brandt. I got uh, my partner in crime, as always, Ross Robinson. And we are here broadcasting live. Actually, it's not live uh, either. Someday <laughs> it will be live. Someday it will be live. But we're here, we're here at Heydays 2019 uh, in Minnesota. It's such a cool event uh, to basically start another season and um we have a a really special guest uh if you guys caught our podcast uh our previous one number nine we had uh, a bunch of guys here at heydays with us we had dan adams we had keith curtis we had andy thomas uh the climb back uh, members of the climb backcountry team and and uh, to kind of continue that theme We've got uh, John Summers from Climb. What's up, John? Awesome. You know, just out here enjoying the, the kickoff to the Snowville season. Yeah, it's uh, uh, so. How how many how many times have you come out to this event? Uh, that's an interesting question. I've only this is my second heydays. So last year was the first one. So I've been in the industry 20 years, and somehow I've missed this party for almost 18 years. So I'm going to make up for that, though. So. What, what and and so I, I think that's an interesting di- dynamic. I mean, so being in the, in the industry 20 years, and then obviously heydays being a, a big a big point of that. What what was it like? seen this this place and and what this is for the first time it's absolutely crazy i mean to come here and see the excitement and all the people and just getting into you know the what gear they're going to need for the season and what parts and pieces it's just amazing and and i've always when i come to whether it's heydays or any other show it's always awesome to see all the excitement and how passionate people are for the sport of snowmobiling, so. the, that passion is something that is, um, is is something that's hard to describe. Oh yeah, uh, and, and it's not matched. In it seems like in any other industry, snowmobilers are so passionate about this. It's awesome. Well, if you think of what we do, right? Um, our prime season is three months. Snowmobiles, snowmobiles are ridiculously expensive, along with all of the gadgets and and other things that you need. That's when you know that you you are in a uh, a very passionate industry when when that that is the the, the ingredients i think it's part passion and part craziness <laughs> <laughs> i've called both that's for sure so um let's uh let's do a quick intro okay. um, so uh john you've uh you've obviously worked at climb uh pretty much well well from, since the beginning from, yes. from, the, from the beginning and, yep. and and what what do you do for climb now um so i am the marketing manager for climb i've uh, been in that position well basically when i first started I was marketing, sales, product development, you know, it was a ground up, you know, startup company. And so back in the day, we did everything. I was, uh, I would go in and help production. Uh, I would go out on the road and sell and, and do my marketing functions all at the same time. So, well, and, uh, and I think what's, what's so awesome is, is where climb is at in, in our industry. And, um, this, but the story of, of how Climb got to be here is, I, I've heard it many times now, and it's, uh, it, it's an astonishing one to me. And so, you know, t- talk, about, talk about those, those beginning times, and, and why, why is there a Climb? How, how did Climb come to be? 
Well, so we actually started in the outdoor industry, um, building clothing specific to uh, guys that worked out out in, um, you know, outside, um, you know, like ski patrol operators and uh, search and rescue people, people that lived in the outdoors and that needed really high quality gear. And so we were doing that and we all snowmobiled. And really at that point, the clothing that we needed based on where snowmobiling was going needed to change and so we're like hey we've got this really good gear we're building and we need to bring this to the snowmobile industry and so that's really kind of out of necessity um, and out of our own selfish desires we uh, we kind of put two and two together and um, that's really where climbs come from and you know I think the really great thing so we're celebrating our 20 years this year and I think the really great thing is, is that what made Climb great back then is still what's making Climb great today. You know, we haven't lost that passion. You know, we still, it's crazy. When we're in product development meetings, it's just crazy what we really fuss over. I mean, even down to stitches and threads and things like that. And, you know, we know that, like you said, we only have so many months to snowmobile and we want to make sure that our consumers or the people that use our gear are getting the most out of our product and enjoying the sport you know and, and, and when you look at snowmobiling and where the snowmobiles take us today there's a safety element as well of course and so we got to make sure that when you get in the backcountry and something happens and you get in kind of an emergency situation what you have with you is what you have to survive and so we really take that part of it seriously um, so and when you when you talk about that, I can specifically remember several things. Obviously, the the one story that we all remember, Rulon Gardner, absolutely um, a, a Olympian, right, uh, and a and a passionate um, backcountry person. And uh, was he a snowmobiler or? Yeah, he was a snowmobiler. Okay, yep. okay. Yep. but but the the quick story on on Rulon was um, he was out in the backcountry in Idaho training, um, and he was thankfully wearing climb yeah, gear but yeah. but he ended up getting in a pretty sticky situation yeah, he got separated from his group and ended up in a creek bottom and couldn't get out and he ended up wading in water for quite a few hours wasn't wearing climb boots and i don't know if he ended up losing toes but he ended up getting frostbite and so shortly after that he went researching what he should have been wearing which he ended up with climb boots and um yeah it's it, 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 you can put yourself in uh, pretty dangerous situations out there. So yeah, and and over the years, I've heard several, several. Uh, one of the things that intrigues me is is when I hear a search and rescue story of of snowmobilers that ended up having to stay overnight or something like that. And and I actually this this is this is no joke. Um, a, a group of my clients uh, that I had over this past season, um, they were telling me about their experience staying overnight. And, and I've heard it many times, but, you know, they, they told me the only reason that we survived was because we were dry. And, oh, and, and they were wearing the right gear. Right? Well, and, and that's really important. So from the, the inside out, you know, wearing the right uh, materials, you know, no cotton, you know, having layering. You know, we've even heard of stories where one person in the group had climb gear on and they had to kind of uh, eat, take turns wearing the climb gear so that they would survive the night. So, yeah, we, we take that very seriously. And obviously, you know, we're out there riding ourselves too. And, and you know, fortunately, 
I've never spent the night. I've come very close, but you know, it's reassuring knowing that you're wearing the right gear, and if you get in those situations, you're going to be prepared. So. Yeah, I, I'm pretty fortunate as well. I haven't had to stay the night. My group I was riding with, they had to stay the night because they couldn't get out. But uh, no, that's a joke. I was fine. <laughs> you would never do that, would you? But no, I would not. It, it's pretty amazing how many guys we actually do talk to who have stayed the night. Oh, it's, I'm like, it's pretty wow. crazy. It's been surprising because yeah. yeah. uh, we talk about it. We. I don't know, we've asked that question more often, it yeah. seems like. Just talking about backcountry preparedness, you know, and, and they're making the right choices and what to bring into the backcountry. And like, oh, yeah, I spent the night. I'm like, geez, okay. <laughs> so you know the drill. Yeah, you obviously, we need to work on the skill set of the riding because, uh, and, and that's, you know, that is most of the time I always ask, well, how did it happen? And, and it's the same, most of the time it's the same recipe. Well, we started going down, down and, and we down just kept going and down. down. And, yep. And, yeah. and so. Um, well, and you always have that one riding buddy that his sled's <laughs> not running quite right. And uh. Exactly. So I'm going to, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Okay. Um, so 20 year anniversary, that's just incredibly cool to talk about and, and to be in this this awesome industry that we are for for 20 years now um and you know i i was when climb first came out i said well what is this all about you know and um it must have been the flame jersey oh totally that one that one you over didn't it (laughs) yeah we're gonna bring him back just for you i (laughs) i hope we do um and and you know you and i kind of joked when um when when i came back to to the climb uh team of you know that picture of me flying on a 2002 articat flying over something you know jumping back in the day and and uh it's crazy to see our paths right i was a uh I was a up-and-coming rider yep. and uh, just just trying to make a name for myself, and and you guys were as well. Yep. And uh, and and it was funny, you know, back then I'm I didn't really understand the sponsorship game as well as I do now. But uh, you know, I I had approached Climb and and you know I wanted to be a sponsor. And back then it was it wasn't what I could do for the sponsor; it was what could the sponsor do for me? You know, <laughs> so I really had the I really had everything kind of kind of backwards back then but um you know what was what was uh pretty unique in that situation is is i had several times and i and and we i see this in the hunting world a bunch is um i had bought other stuff because i couldn't afford climb but I ended up having to buy it multiple times. Yeah. So then I, I, I just kept telling myself, well, why didn't I just buy the right stuff first? Cry once. Cry, <laughs> cry once. Yeah. And, and so I had, um, I, I thought that was um, kind of, that, that's what brought me to climb in the first place was I, I bought the product and really enjoyed it and then and then so um and i took that story and and what was what was crazy at the time is there you guys were in the beginning there there was no marketing budget there was no, no right there there was no give some we, money to we this had a big and plead to get people to ride in the gear and you know being a, a a new brand on the market you know we hadn't built up that trust yet and so you know we had to work at it and and go out and seed the market and make sure that you know the thing that we did that i think helped us the most is just we started giving some product away and once people started writing in it you know they the the light bulb went on and they understood why it cost so much and you know it, it just created a different experience for the snowmobiler and 
you know, we see that time and time again. Once we get the person in the product, the light bulb goes on, and they, they completely understand why it's 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 priced the way it is. Well, so. you know, um, so with, with that being said, Ross and I just got back from Chile, and uh, Chile has been uh, a, a very unique experience for us, um, you know, not only riding in, in the middle of summer, but because of, of the conditions that we ride in there. And it's, it's so funny. I mean, the last three years, uh, we've ridden in rain, snow, hail, uh, hot, cold. I mean, you name it, and we have ridden in it down there. By the way, I'm waiting for the invite so I can experience that firsthand. <laughs> that's not a problem. We, we can work that out. Um, well, just like the backcountry ride, too. That's that right. we had in April. It, Pouring we, rain. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Pour, yeah. yeah, we left the parking lot pouring rain, and what? what and and no, no matter what, if it was that backcountry ride or down in Chile or whatever, you know, our biggest thing and and what Climb truly believes in is no bad days. Yep, right? exactly. And and so just bad gear. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's just not an option. No. And and it's all the things we talk about. And and when you talk about price, let's 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 circle those wagons because okay. I mean. The, the people at Hades, right? We have lots of different demographics yep. here. We have people, you know, trail riders yep. and intermediate riders and all, and all of this stuff. And so when they look at something and they see a $500 coat, they're like, $500 for a coat? Why? How could this, this, it's so light and there's not much there. How's yep. it $500? So, um, you know, it's just like anything, you know, suspension or anything like that. There's a lot of R&D that goes into it. Um, there's a lot of time and effort in the construction of it, a lot of research. Um, you know, Gore-Tex stands behind the product um, because they do do a lot of research and there's a lot of history and a lot of construction and a lot of development that goes into building all these little tiny things. And I guess one, one, one thing that you, you, and see, because you're, you're so close to it, Gore-Tex, so you just kind of nonchalantly <laughs> threw out that word Gore-Tex. Yeah. Um, uh, Climb is the only one with Gore-Tex, yes, and, and there's a reason absolutely. for that. Yeah. So, I mean, I wish I could take everyone back to the Gore-Tex facility. You've been back I there, have, I believe. Yeah. And it's absolutely amazing it's how much research and development goes into what they do. And, you know, a lot of times people say, well, Gore-Tex is you know, it's been around for a long time and it's the same thing and it's not, you know. They keep evolving. Yeah, they're kind of like us. We, we feel like we've never arrived and so we always have to push the envelope. We always want to make sure that, you know, we're looking at new fabrics and new materials and we're testing this and we're testing that. We're not just sitting back, hey, we arrived and, you know, our product's good and we're going to just keep it that way. It's like, no, we always have to be improving. And that's kind of part of our DNA and, and, and the the components that we resource um, that we put in our product those companies are kind of the same way it's like we're never satisfied we always have to make sure that what we're using and what we're doing is the best and so there's just a lot of money that goes into developing new things and and, and trying to improve on on the current offering so that's it's really where the price comes in and you know the quality of the materials even down to the threads so um, a lot of companies use a very low-end thread. We actually source our thread that they use in hiking boots. It's a wow. lot more durable, um, but it costs more money at the same time. And so it's just all these little components, YKK zippers, um, you know, all of these things. It's top-end product that goes into 
what what we use and we always say you know your your cakes only as good as the ingredients you put into it it's the same thing with product your product the finished product is only gonna be as good as the the ingredients you put into it yeah so. well and and i think um you know the biggest thing that that happened for me hey ross the camera turn off oh my gosh oh i th- i think the the biggest thing that i noticed after wearing climb gear for the for the first season was what I when I thought I was dry wearing my previous gear I actually wasn't Uh, and 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 so that that was something that was was very astonishing to me and and what continues to blow me away and I'll use Chile as an example because we were just down there is um, it's coastal down there. It's a little warmer, a little more humidity, a lot more sweat down yep. there. And during the day, you know, I'm working hard. I'm pulling skis. I'm getting stuck, rolling sleds. And I'm, you're I'm, not getting stuck. Your clients are getting <laughs> that's stuck. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> but but I'm I'm sweating. Yeah. Right. And and yep. uh, my I'm a my feet sweat a lot. My hands sweat a lot. And so at that time, you're like, man, I am wet. I am uncomfortable. And then I get back and I'm dry. Yep. And I'm like, how, where, where did it go? It's magical. <laughs> we, we can't tell anyone that part of it. No. It, it, but, so, but, but the prior gear I was wearing, I came back home wet. Yes, absolutely. Right? And it wasn't so. necessarily wet from maybe snow that day. But it was wet from perspiration. We call that stewing in your own juices. That is lovely. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, so, I mean, the equation here is breathability and waterproof. So how can something be waterproof and still allow that perspir- perspiration to evaporate out? And that's where breathability comes in. Um, you can sweat more than what the Gore-Tex will breathe out, and that's why you have vents and things like that. And that's why it's important to where layers layers because yeah. you can build up that moisture and then eventually it'll breathe out yeah. so or you open up a vent but yes that's the magic is yeah you're gonna work hard you're gonna sweat but you'll get that to breathe out with the Gore-Tex so I think one thing that you guys have done incredibly well over I look at I look at the history of the product and you know one staple piece was the Valdez coat oh, right absolutely and yeah. so so one thing that you guys what the big agenda was there uh, and you know thinking back to your history was we need something bulletproof and durable and that will not fail yep right and snowmobilers aren't hard on products <laughs> yeah so. well, that wasn't a reason exactly yeah we're hard on exactly everything but as as the riding has evolved, as what we're doing on the snow has evolved, you guys, have, I think that's where I've been so impressed with how the technology has advanced too. Yeah. Is because you go get in a Valdez coat now, and it's like, wow, this thing is stiff. It's a little heavy, yeah. and you 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 know you pair that now into um, like what our locks on material is, and the ripsaw, right. and the storm, and yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. And so you know, you guys are are not just you know, making these bulletproof things that aren't, aren't, aren't very comfortable. And I think that's key. Yeah. Well, we've also been able to, through our research, find fabrics that are just as durable, but they're lighter. So they afford you that mobility and things like that. And that's a lot of times someone will come up to a product and fill in like, oh, this is too lightweight. Well, there's been a lot of research that goes into our fabrics to make sure that we can find those, that fabric that's durable, but yet give you the mobility that you need to ride comfortably and 
Although I can't do hopovers to do hopovers and things like that. Someday I'll graduate to the hopover club. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I'm hoping as soon as we can find a coat that you can sell that creates hopovers, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna be rich. <laughs> oh so. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, well that will be the next project. BBA will list. be out of business. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah. be selling a lot of coats. Uh, yeah. Um, so you know we, we've kind of talked about the technology a little bit uh, throughout the product line. Um, I guess, you know, one thing that's really, um, I'm going to throw Ross in on this one. You know, Ross, how old are you? 24? 24. Okay. So, you know, Ross. I was four years old when Climb was established. (laughs) Oh, that Um, makes me feel old. uh, Sorry. (laughs) But uh, I I think what's fun is, uh, you know, Ross's uh, generation is, is a... They're the next, yep. right? They're the these are the the riders that we're hoping to um, to have in the future, and so um, you know the, to to create product for them not only from a performance standpoint but a styling standpoint and all of that. Climb uh, was very notorious for black and yellow, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's Build a, that brand up. <laughs> there, there's a lot of black and yellow, and and there's still obviously that yeah. that demographic that that likes that, but um, you know that that's something that. Uh, Ross, maybe you could talk to that. What's, uh, I mean, what what's your go-to piece right now, and what, what are you feeling? Um, yeah, it kind of, uh, it, it, it always is evolving because we're, we're fortunate enough to try all of the pieces, if, you know, and, and put time in and test. And I would say that my go-to right now is the new Storm stuff, and um, it, that got a big change just recently, and, and it kind of, it has a little bit different fit and feel. When I was young, you know, I was a snowboarder. That's where I got into snow, and then when I was, big enough to ride a full-size sled then i got the bug and the rest is history on snowmobiling but that storm stuff is more um it has a little bit different fit than maybe uh the valdez like you were talking like that and uh for me i i enjoy that and uh because my roots were in that and i still kind of can relate back to that um but every year the the styling the colors all of that stuff is evolving and staying up to to par with what i like and also what chris likes yeah absolutely you know and what's interesting a lot of people don't realize um you know obviously the more lines you put in the more stitching you have to do the more you know there's there's you you create weaknesses and so over the years we've been able to learn how to put more style into it more lines into it and keep it to that level of waterproofness and durability that we wanted so and i'm now to the you know like a couple of years ago i was talking about this at heydays it looked like a sea of highlighters running through like <laughs> that high vis was like on and now there's not as much and like what's next and what's the next look and what's the next style so it's always fun to, to see what's happening and what's changing with all of that kind of stuff yeah the look kind of um is a cycle you know yeah. you you get the high vis and that and then it kind of goes away and then it'll come back and you look at the wraps uh, that you know where people are doing now you know quite a while ago it was pretty loud and proud and now it's kind of a little more subdued and so i'm well, gonna uh, oh, sorry uh, oh, i was good. i was gonna i, I want to come back to one one more thing that we we briefly touched on um yeah, and that's the attention to detail um and and i i really so i've had the privilege of of going to climb uh, a couple times and not only seeing what you guys do there but more what more impressed me was the the team and and how everybody truly feels that 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 is the direction and and that the little things do make a difference and if you didn't then it would just be normal right and and we are uh, that's what i love that's 
that's why I associate myself with climb is because we want to be the best at no matter what we do. And those little details uh, are, are really the make or break to like what we talked about of having a good day or a bad day. And, you know, w- with all of that comes, you guys started as an outerwear company and to see the 127 page catalog or whatever <laughs> it is now, I mean, did you ever think it would get to that? You know, not back in the day. We were just we were uh, we were focused on the moment and just trying to do as good as we could in that moment. And like I said before, we still feel like we haven't arrived. We feel like there's still more we can do. We Which need is to get exciting, better. right? Absolutely. And I I think that's the secret to maybe even any business or brand. Or it's it's like you can't just sit back and let it happen. You have to feel like you know it's always what's coming up next. How can we do it better? How can we you know make this this thing even even bigger and better and so and really focusing on the details you know it, it, the details success is in the details and making sure that everything's covered and we're using the best and um, you know and that's part of our DNA and that's what I think will continue to make us successful so and yeah one one thing uh, another thing that is uh, it is impressive is um, I, I'm one that has high expectations and what's uh, meaningful for me with you guys is you listen um, and you know I, I go into the conversation and I'm like I don't dislike you and I love our product <laughs> but I have some some constructive criticism oh, absolutely here. And, and we love it and you love it yes, and, and we and eat it up that's and I, yeah. I love that yeah. and because and so you know those first tiptoe conversations I was like, oh, really? Oh, you you saw that too? And, and, and so then it's just like, oh, well, sweet. Now, so, and this, here's my idea. And you're like, oh, yeah, we're already way ahead of you on that. Yeah. And so, Not just always, be patient, please. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. No. And, and that's part of our process is listening to our athletes, listening to our customers. I mean, as much as we ride, we don't see everything. And so we depend on, you know, the Sledder community to make sure that, we're hitting all the marks, and, and, and it's super important for us to do that. I think, I think, uh, especially over the last few years, Climb has done an incredible job at listening to. I mean, look at your team. Oh yeah, it's the most stacked team in the industry. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Uh, um, absolutely. And, and so, and it's it's a very diverse group of people uh, with different disciplines. Oh yeah, so, iron doggers and snowcross racers and hill climbers and backcountry riders, snow and bikers. Snow, I mean, yeah. man. Ta- and and so uh, again, what a what a wealth and pool of knowledge that that we can yeah, absolutely and 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 because. You know, we're constantly trying to make stuff better for the for the oh, end user and the consumer. Yeah, and you know what's interesting too? We have our, our motorcycle side of the business. Uh, you know, adventure riders and tours, guys that travel around the world, and we've been able to kind of use both of those markets to feed off of each other and learn things from one side and apply it to the other side. And so. I mean, that's a huge part of our process to make sure that the product is doing what it's doing, is getting all that feedback and getting all that information. And we've got a great team inside that, that takes that and, and catalogs it and makes sure that, you know, we're looking at it and understand it. And then the secret is how to take all that information and apply it and, and put it into the product. I mean, that's, that's where the magic happens. Well, when we, when we talk about 20 years, I... I I think this is funny. Um, your email is 
is John at, Cl- at, at Climb. Yep. Right. Yeah. There's only one other dude that has a first name at Climb. He's the he's he's the big man. Yeah. Right? He's the yeah. big man. He, yeah. yep, yep. Yep. And and so that's uh it's it's awesome to see your dedication um to not only the company but the industry, the direction, the passion. Um, but what's more exciting is, I mean, what what's the next twenty years like? What that's crazy I, I to think of. I huh? can't tell you that right now. <laughs> no, I think it's more innovation. It, it's making this sport even better. You know creating better experiences for people when they go out and ride. Uh, you know, there's some crazy technologies out there that, uh, you know, we're trying to figure out how to apply them to the snowmobile market. And that's one thing we like to do too, is go out and look at other technologies and in other spaces and, and bring them into the snowmobile market. And, you know, even down to one of, one of the things that we always talk about is how can we enhance the rider's experience, you know, and, and there's several different ways. One, we build product from the ground up. The other is being able to bring products from a different industry um, into our market, and and with the all the end, with the end goal being to enhance the rider's experience, and so more experience enhancing for the next twenty years. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and and I guess you know, kind of kind of talking about what, what we currently have. You know, I look at um, obviously the outerwear is second to none. Uh, we got some really cool new stuff with gloves, Gore-Tex, oh. lightweight Gore-Tex gloves. Um, That's a great example of us. I mean, the pro, the the idea of having a a glove that doesn't have any extra room in there that's truly waterproof that's been on our radar for how many years right how yeah. many years has, oh has it taken oh to, to to get that done oh, i would yeah. say at least well 20 years <laughs> <laughs> yeah gore, gore grip 20 years like, oh my goodness you know yeah. and that's a great example of how gore has worked with us yeah. it's not just a one-way road we've sat there in many meetings trying to figure out how to make this glove waterproof and still give you that ultimate gr- uh, grip like a, a motocross glove yeah. and i feel like you know the inversion pro and this and uh you know a couple of other gloves have that now and yep. they're, they're phenomenal like total game changers yeah uh, yeah and and we we've been it was funny ross and i both uh two years ago well two years ago uh, ben sent me like the first prototype in, uh, inversion uh, with Gore-Tex yeah. in it, and I, after riding in it, he called me back and he's like, "What'd you think?" And I told him, "Oh man, it was awesome." And he's like, "Oh cool, can you send that back to?" I was like, "No, I lost them. Uh, they're 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 I yeah I can't find them because I did not want to give, give those, those give up. those yeah. up." Yeah. We had quite a few uh, test riders have the same situation. It was crazy. They were losing their gloves. <laughs> yeah, and we were doing. I mean, and then you know this year a couple they've come to to market for this yep. winter. And you know we were testing some pretty close to production gloves last year, and it was the same deal. And then when Chris and I go to order order gloves and stuff for this year, we're like, well, our our typical it was so different. We're like, oh yeah, we we wear these now. Like these are what they're perfect for the tr- type of riding that oh, we do. Absolutely. So we get off our sled and we pull on skis and we dig in the snow and then we get right back on our sled and we're gone again. And uh, wet hands are not fun. No. Yeah. So, so new new gloves, new boots, um, new helmet. They have the, the new F three carbon. That thing yeah. is re- is ridiculous. Ross, Ross like. threw me his helmet, <laughs> and I, you know, I startled to catch. I'm like, what is this thing? It's like a piece of paper. It's carbonic alloy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, man, Av- avalanche. Pack. A- Abby pack, that, yeah. that was next. And let's yeah. let's let's talk about that. I mean, you guys, you guys again. 
you know, we talk about head to toe. I mean, you got you you have that covered. And um, I'm going to say one thing before we go to the Abbey thing. Um, you guys who are buying you know, this expensive, super cool, breathable gear, please quit wearing jeans. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I see it all the time. I know. I'm like, it drives us crazy. I, I'm, so we're in the trailer, right? And I'm I'm down to my skivvies. I'm putting my base layers on, and I look over, and this dude's dressed already. I'm like, how'd you get dressed? I'm like, he's like, oh, I just threw my gear on. I'm like, are are those? Is that denim? <laughs> Are, those Are you wearing your white cotton? Yeah. Uh, as long as they're socks? bedazzled, they're already. Oh no, my kidding. goodness! <laughs> so um, uh, again, you know, it is it's it's important on the layering system, and so but but let's 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 go talk about Abby stuff. Um, you guys have jumped into the game. Uh, we've got we've got two new offerings uh, with um, some really really cool technology. Yeah. Um, talk to, I mean, it's. It's awesome that you guys are, are taking this seriously. Yeah, so I, I think we need to take a step back and look at where we started. So we saw the uh, ABS bag come on the market for the ski market, but it really wasn't getting pushed into the snowmobile market. And we felt wholeheartedly that that needed to be something that was available to the snowmobiler. And so there's an example of bringing a product that we didn't build from the ground up. We brought it, but we brought it into the snowmobile market because, again, we felt like the snowbiller needed we to need have this. it. We needed yep. it, yeah. And so, long story short, ABS relationship kind of went south on us. Um, and then Peeps came into the scene with their new technology. And we thought, man, that get rid of the canister, go to electric, you know, you can recharge it. You have more than one deployment. Let's bring that. And so, and wait, um, too. They were, and wait, they were yep. Wait. yep. Yep, exactly. The problem with that was it wasn't a snowmobile-specific backpack. You know, the, the technology from an avalanche standpoint was great, but it just didn't have the, the features that we that wanted. We need, yeah. So um, we decided, hey, if we want to have a snowmobile-specific avalanche, avalanche pack, we've got to build it from the ground up. And so that's where the two packs we have now come into play. Um, a little different technology um than the the peeps um so you charge it you have the you know those deployments it's not canister um so but the pack itself is we really looked at what the stonebiller needed and how they needed to have their the rest of their avalanche equipment placed in the pack and so we're super excited about that it's it's going to be those two packs are, are great. Well, it's yeah. really it's really awesome to see a couple things on that side. One, the technology of of avalanche safety has come has come full circle, and and it's really it's it's really awesome. Number two is is that people are recognizing that this is something that we need. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, Although we are still getting a lot of people who buy the product but don't know how to use it. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, your product, I mean, yeah, you've you got to be trained. You've got to know how to use it. you got to practice. You get in a situation that you guys know where, you know, things are happening. It's life-threatening. A lot of your common sense goes out the window. So practicing allows you to kind of take some of those variables out and focus on what you need to do. So Yeah. I want to touch on the, the Abbey bag uh, just a little bit. So I've been wearing one for quite a few years now. Um, I was wearing Snow Pulse prior to uh, wearing Climb. And, and Snow Pulse was a, a canister system. Yep. And there was multiple times throughout the, uh, the season where 
uh, you know, I'd, I'm rolling a sled over, or I'm get, uh, you know, I'd, and I, I'd get a deployment, deployment. Yeah, right? Yeah. And you know, yeah. you joke about it, and you make fun of the guy, and you take a picture. But I will tell you what, after that would happen. I sure had to ride different the oh, rest yeah. of the day. And you it felt like you needed to go I, home and I, be done for I, the day. It was a terrible yeah. feeling. It was yeah. a terrible feeling. And um, so, you know, fast forward now, uh, we're, we're in the climb system and um, we have a super capacitor. Yep. Any, anything with the word super, I'm in. <laughs> um, Sign me up. Especially capacitor. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, the you know, the way, and it, this happened down in Chile. I, I rolled my sled over, it pulled the handle. <laughs> pops me you know i'm like ah dang it and it literally roll the bag up stuff it back in you're ready to go go. um and and that's just a a really good peace of mind um and it's something that's really valuable yeah absolutely absolutely um so um i guess you know the when when we talk about and and we're we're kind of getting close on time here when we talk about um I, I always like talking about what's next. Um, what are, what are the company goals for Climb? Well, what what is what is the direction? I know we talk about continuing innovation and and, and stuff. Um, what are what are you seeing? Because um, I I think you guys do a really good job of making product that the consumer wants, and that's that's how how the heck. How do you guys do that? We can't tell you those. those are our right, well, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm just asking the questions that people want to hear. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be working on hovercraft technology here. Actually, you, you saw some of our technology <laughs> during the, uh, the um, backcountry ride. Oh, yeah, that was great technology. Some, some, <laughs> some snowmobile technology that's going to blow people's yeah. minds. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we kind of set you up the, on that the one. The early two thousand edge <laughs> chassis. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, it's funny. So talking about twenty years down in Chile, Justin came down and rode with Kyle and myself down there. So Justin, yeah. So let, let's let everybody know yeah, who yeah, Justin is. Yeah. President and the founder of Climb. Founder of Climb. Yep. Yep. So he he came down and I and I sat down with him and did some interview stuff and I asked him like, is is twenty years like a big mark? And he was, you guys are so far ahead of what is actually going on. He's like. Well, I'm really like working on three years down the road right now. I'm like, so I should have been interviewing you like a year and a half ago. He's like, yeah, exactly. Like it was, it was. Yeah, like, sometimes it's hard for us to to remember which season we're in because we are always working three or four. You guys' timelines are very aggressive, aren't yes. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. You have yep. to be. Hey, so. Ross, let me let's touch base on that just real yeah. quick here. What, what I mean, what was it like? I mean, it was. Uh, how cool is it that after all these years? Um, Justin is just a passionate snowmobiler, just like all of us, yeah. right? I mean, how cool was it for him to come down to Chile with you, and, and what was that like? Yeah, it was it was really cool for you know Kyle and myself to be able to take him out, and we had we had three generations there: yep. your dad, um, Justin's boys, and uh, it was super fun. And those guys were I didn't have to worry about them because they're, I always knew if one of them was together, all four of them would be. They're 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 just ripping around, doing their thing, enjoying it, and super grateful to be able to ride their snowmobiles in August, just like we are. And it was pretty cool. Out of we had our other clientele there as well, you know, our, our, our BBA yep. customers. And uh, out of those other five, one guy wasn't in climb. Everybody else was head to toe. There you go. And and you Justin know, was bitter at that guy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I that guy yeah. was feeling pretty awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awkward. Yeah. Exactly. That guy's like, whoops, I'm a hide in it wrong. <laughs> but it, it it was really cool and, and getting to to talk with him about 
the history and, and what's going on. And one example I remember is we were talking about what gear we all wear climb-wise. And we got into the layering system, 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. And that's how we talk now is, oh, I, I, I threw 1.0 and then I might wear a 2.0 today. And our other guys who aren't like dialed in the layering system we talk are like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, just throw a 1.0 on and then maybe a 2 tomorrow. It's mathematical. It, yeah. But it, it was really fun to ask ask all of these questions and get to spend time and and they were they were a great time down there and I was super grateful to be able to show them our little place down there in Chile. So I I think what I love about Justin the most and and I haven't unfortunately had the chance to go ride with him yet. Um, I it it will happen. It will happen. But every time I see him, I can just tell the wheels are turning 1,000 miles an hour. And they yeah. never stop. And they never stop. <laughs> and and I love that. And and he is he is he has that DNA of I am never happy. It's got to be better. The it has yeah. to be perfect. The bar's always the, raised every yeah. year. And and you know that I've I've met him only a, f- a handful of times, and I, and I can pick that up instantly. And that's that's how I know that I. Am in the right place um, is because that's how that's my lifestyle. That's how I run my company and and my expectations with what we do. Well, yeah. you take it very personal too, right? Of I course. Mean, like this is you, and you want your clientele to be happy. And I mean, the one thing I enjoy about riding with you guys are you have smiles all day long. You're you're as excited at the beginning of the day as you are at the end of the day, and it's just it's contagious and 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 justin and and the group at climb are are as excited to build gear as much as you guys are excited to go and take your clients out so yeah yeah and you you know it was fun down there talking with him we got into some you know technical talk about gear and what's going on and you know climb is no small company and he is very knowledgeable about the actual processes and everything going on he's i'm like learning stuff from him i'm like whoa this is some technical stuff we're talking about you know and just bouncing ideas off of him and what he sees and he spends time on the snow and he knows what we need to do and he can relate to us uh, you know since we ride so much and that's been one of our secrets is we feel like we're one of the customers and so what we, we you know we're, we're out riding we're we're you know, we're seeing things and we're feeling things and, you know, we bring that back and we're part of that process as well. And so it's, it's, it's been fun to, you know, to watch that continue to happen year after year after year. Well, I, you know, so I think there was a lot of, a lot of awesomeness, uh, with me signing with climb, um, for, for, of course I was excited to be in, in the right gear. Uh, I was excited to be a part of a team that had the same beliefs I did. I was excited to be with some of the best athletes in the world, right? Um, but, you know, I think the, the, the thing that was was the best for me was I've the, the way I've approached my business in this industry is to associate myself with the best because I believe you only get your name one time in an industry and that you have to protect that. And so when I make a statement and or tell a customer that this is what he needs to buy, I truly believe that it will enhance your experience if you if you spend your hard-earned money. And if, if I didn't do that and if I just jumped around from sponsor to sponsor to sponsor, then uh, you, you lose that. And if you don't have that, then what 
what good are you? Absolutely, and you take it you take it personal. You want what you recommend to work for that customer, and you want to stand behind it. And you know, we do the same thing. When someone buys a piece of client, we want to make sure they have the best experience possible. We we take it very personal. You know? What what I thought was interesting though was was the point of I didn't realize how subpar my stuff was until I wore the best. And, you know, that's not saying anything against the other companies. Everybody's working hard, yeah, right? Yeah. But there's always there's always that next level and there's always that next step. And so, um, you know, that's that, that was what was really cool for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, awesome. Uh, I... I Dude, we always run out of time. Yeah, <laughs> we could talk all day long. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> these uh, and and again, I say it every time. Uh, these podcasts are um, very, very enjoyable for me. I, if you guys can't tell, I really like my job. I love this industry. I love this sport. Um, and getting to talk with uh, with guys like you, John, I really appreciate you uh, making time for it. Well, we love the association. You know, we've known each other for a long time, yep. and it's just yeah. We've been able to align ourselves with great people, like you said, that have kind of the same vision, and we're all trying to head in the same direction and, and you know, trying to make things better than they were the, yesterday. Well, here's to another 20 years. Heck yeah. Uh, I, know, I know I'm going to be along for the ride. And uh, I didn't calculate how old I was going to be in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, for, for all you guys who uh, have been on the fence and uh, were wondering if it's worth it, uh, that's one thing uh, myself and uh, myself personally I put I, I, I put my name where my or I put my money where my mouth is if you don't like it I'll give you your money back so uh, <laughs> you, you're uh, well and if you sit on the fence too long you're gonna get splinters so <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. man you're good with the same <laughs> so well anyway uh, well, uh, that that concludes uh, podcast number 10 uh, I want to uh, give climb uh, a big Round of applause for having us here at Heydays. Uh, it's been an, another blast, and I can't wait to do it again next Heck year. yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we want to thank you guys, too, for uh, being part of this. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Roscoe, let's, uh, we'll regroup, and uh, podcast number 11, who knows what we'll talk about Who next? knows what we'll talk about. Maybe we'll finally recap Chile or something. <laughs> we so need to do that. We will recap Chile in episode 11. Coming at you soon. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, please be sure to continue to share this and uh, get it out. Um, my new saying is if you guys keep listening and watching Chris will let me keep making them and, and doing it so uh, that, that's that's what I need from you guys we appreciate it so much and uh, if you're tuning in on YouTube I apologize for the few camera issues it's been a long time <laughs> alright peace out see you guys right.